Welcome to Take Flight Podcast with Daniel Johnson, Olu Okanola, Pabilo Timbo, and Shiwal Ahmed as your host. Take Flight Podcast is released weekly, giving you behind-the-scenes business views into multiple industries, as well as highlighting backstories of entrepreneurs, leaders in their respective spaces. We will also break down business models, examining the latest trends in businesses, and sharing our learnings along the way. Take Flight Podcast is a university business class package for a diverse and inclusive audience. We blend this together for a unique and exciting look into the world of business. Join us, your hosts, who come from underrepresented backgrounds in the UK, have since worked and traveled to over 100 countries, learned our crafts, in some of the largest companies in the globe. Started our own companies as well as invested across multiple asset classes as we give our unique and inclusive perspective with a mission to help our potential flyers get ready to take flight. Since it started in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries. It is in the top 5% of podcasts globally and continues to grow and expand. Come and join a growing community available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many more. Take care and take flight. Welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast. This is episode 120 with myself, Pabilo Timbo. We'll be doing a Take Flight Takeaway. Today's topic is something which I believe is spoken about by most people almost every single day. Probably 90% of the world have it as a target every year to make more of. And some people actually use it to keep score. Many people leave their homes 8 to 9, 10 hours a day to work for it. And very few are in a position where it actually doesn't matter anymore. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about money. And what I wanted to do today is just share a few lessons around money. You know, what I've learned over the last few years, money psychology, the management of money, on my journey towards money mastery. And towards the end of this episode, share my thoughts and perspectives around the whole debate on can money buy happiness. The reason why I wanted to bring this topic to a take flight episode is because it's quite central to a lot of the things I do in both my personal and professional life. As I mentioned before, it's something you can actually master. It's actually a skill in itself. And if it's managed in the right way, can actually lead to great levels of success in the future. So with that, the first lesson that I've come to learn is that money is just a tool for change. And it just depends on how you wield that tool, will ultimately depend on whether you create positive or negative outcomes. So if I use money to build communities, to establish new relationships, I use it for leverage or to access new information or even buy experiences, you can consider these things to be on the more positive side of how to use money. However, if I was to use money for and put it into things that don't necessarily grow in value, both monetary and non-monetary, maybe these are considered to be more on the negative side of things. So ultimately, it's just a tool that one can control to go either positive or negative. The second thing that I learned or I've learned, it's a hard fact, it takes quite a while to get your head around it, but it's very important in, in the psychology of money is that it's actually worthless. So the paper money that we have today in our wallets or in our pocket is known as a fiat currency, which effectively means it's not backed by anything. So in the past, what would happen is 
the paper money would be a receipt for gold bars that we would trade in to the bank and a deposit. And when they ended something called the Bretton Woods system about 50 years ago, that basically eliminated the criteria that you needed to have a certain amount of paper receipts or gold bars to have paper receipts. And then the money printed, the money printing had started. So as they've been printing money for the last 50 years, it means that the money that's already in circulation loses value every single time new money is printed. So one of the things for me, and I, and I say is I, I personally believe that our money today has as much value as monopoly money, but it's just the belief that we as humans have in the paper money that actually gives its value in the economy. And as soon as a community, a set of people, or even a country starts to think that this no longer has value and they start using something else to trade, that's ultimately you know, something that can happen. It's interesting because we have cryptocurrency today. The next thing is around understanding that money has, money has no loyalty. So whether it's a five pound note, a 10 pound note, a 20 pound note, each note doesn't think any differently of me and I shouldn't think any differently of it, right? And it has a very interesting way of moving to another person or another company and spending time with that person who knows how to grow and manage it a lot better. The next thing that I've learned is understanding that it loves to reproduce. It loves action and it loves to create offspring, providing that it's put in a, an environment that's a high growth environment in a particular vehicle where it can be locked away and it can basically multiply. So it loves to be in those type of positions. Opposite to that, it hates to be stored because it hates to be in a position where it's not doing anything because money more than anyone else knows that once it's in a position where it's not doing anything, it loses value over time. Its value diminishes over time in the marketplace because I mentioned earlier that it's actually worthless pieces of paper because you have the money printing um, as a mechanism. The next thing is that it loves speed. So the faster it moves, the better. One of the things that I, one of the things that helped me to understand this was I remember when I went to a property training um, um, session and one of the mentors at the time was basically, he was, he believes in transparency. So he wanted to show, show me his bank accounts. And I remember before he, as he was loading up his bank accounts, I thought to myself, okay, you know, I'm probably going to see, I expect to see a couple million. And that's not what I saw. What I saw is actually just transactions happening at a very rapid pace. So incomings and outgoings, incomings and outgoings and incomes. And that, and then I, I reflected on thinking the area, the places in the world where you have most of, let's say wealth concentration or where you have people that are rich, let's take Canary Wharf, for example or an investment bank, for example. Think about how fast, you know, the velocity of money in those particular environments. So one of the things I try to pay attention to is how quickly am I having money move out into the right places and come in, moving out and coming in. The other thing uh, that I've learned about money is, especially on this journey towards money mastery, is I think it's very important to classify things properly. So almost every single person says, I want to make more money. I want to make more money. And I think there's power in words. And actually, it's illegal to make money, right? If you think about what it means to make money, you have to have a laboratory, you have to have certain ingredients, a, a machine, and you have to start printing. You can't actually do that. That's that's considered to be illegal today. So I tend to use the right terms, and I like to use the, the understanding around collecting. So I think about my journey towards money mastery is about redirecting the flows of money and collecting it by providing this, by, up, by upgrading my skills and providing a service. The last thing that I'd probably say around what I've learned about money is that it's a much better employee and worker than myself that I'll ever be, right? It's always willing to work. It doesn't take any holidays. 
It doesn't take any sick days. It's prepared to work as long as you're prepared to put it in environments um, to work. And I think that's that's very important because it speaks back to the idea around action, off, wanting to create offspring. So it's really, really just understanding, you know, where can I put it? What environments can I put money in to actually grow um, and work better than myself? One of the sayings that I love to use and 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 um, share is that money creates money faster than labor will ever create money. So those are just some of the sort of traits or learnings that I've picked up over the last few years. I think it'll be quite interesting in the next five to 10 years to look back at this episode and see if I still, if I have more to add, which most likely I will. Um, and if I have a different perspective on some of the things that I've shared already. So the, the next part of the episode, I wanted to just talk a little bit about the whole topic around can money buy happiness and just share my perspectives around that because it's also I think you know on your journey towards money mastery this is something that I think you also have to have an opinion on and for me I always say if you listen to the question carefully it says can money buy happiness and I and I've always and I've always believed it can and the reason why it can is because it can also buy unhappiness it just depends on what you're shopping for and that comes back to the idea that I was talking about earlier, it being a tool. And what do you use the tool for? So, for example, if I use money to shop for private education for my children or assets that one day can replace me having to work or building communities, developing youth programs, I think those things that I've just mentioned are going to bring me long term fulfillment and happiness. Now, does money equal happiness? I think maybe is where people get confused. And I would probably say no. Because as I mentioned before, I think it's worthless pieces of paper. And that's something in itself has no value and is not necessarily going to make me happy. What I do with it then creates the happiness. So I think it's very important to be very clear on, on understanding the question. Because I think one of the risks here is that if, it's, if the question is not understood, it can actually deter people away from actually trying to learn it as a skill, build themselves up learn how to master it, to then use it for greater things. A little bit more on this topic, and one of the things I would probably say, I think there's something to be said about winning money and earning money. And maybe all of these things kind of come into one. Now, winning money, in the case of a lottery, for example, might be the, 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 the mechanism or the, or the process which doesn't create long-term happiness and fulfillment. And I think we've seen that with many people um, that have won the lottery shortly after they've actually gone on to perhaps lose it all or not necessarily in a better position than they were before they won it and there's a lot to do with that it's understanding money in itself it's, it's, it's a skill it's, it's management um, but if you compare that to earning money right earning money I think where you go through the process of building yourself up learning a new skill providing the service and then in return for that service you're actually earning money I think that process in itself brings a level of happiness and fulfillment so that's just my, my thoughts. And I remember close by saying that I believe money can buy happiness. It just boils down to what you're shopping for. So I hope, you know, some of the traits that I've spoken about earlier in this, in this episode help just to maybe shape your thinking around money. Some of the things that I've learned, money mastery and breaking down this question around can money buy. And with that, I'll close by saying, if you've got any thoughts, questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast. Or you can actually reach out to us via email at takeflightpodcasts at gmail.com. Until next time, believe and take flight. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah. Fool, we never fly, but